Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Trouble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Stephen Taylor. How are you two doing? Good. Alive. Alive and well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the most important thing. Yeah, it really is, isn't <laughs> it? I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're uh, we're here to talk about Carriers, a movie that might be a little triggering for some people, considering that this has been the last two years of our life um but i mean uh, not quite not quite as violent uh as this movie but mm. yes i there are similarities i wish i had more christopher maloney in my life that's you know? always the I, I mean anytime he appears in anything that's always my takeaway is like oh I could use more of maloney yeah yeah i always think of uh there's that show he did happy and i was like okay I've been sleeping on Christopher Mulley. This guy's great. Like, See, I've been a fan since Oz. Okay. Yeah. Like, huge fan. Um, and then just, like, everything else that he shows up. And, like, I, I mean, I didn't realize that because I got into Wet Hot American Summer late. But, like, oh yeah, how, how great he is in that and how funny he is. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, he's under full makeup in... Um, uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle as Freak Show. Yeah. And he's so funny in that movie. Yeah. He's so great in, in that and this movie, too. I mean, I, uh, you know, I think he recently gave an interview where he said he, like he was happy being hottest dad or something like that. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, you go, Christopher. Malone. Okay. Um, but what is carrier is all about uh danny and brian along with their friends bobby and kate embark on a trip to escape a pandemic however one of them gets infected by the endangering virus that's a fucking understatement because that was, that was fucking stupid <laughs> i did like the opening of this movie too where mm-hmm. they don't quite tell you where you're at in the timeline of things when the movie yeah. starts so like in the beginning i was like oh is this before things have happened or like on a road trip or something mm. and then they find hot dad christopher maloney in the road and then you realize oh no we're in the middle of things we're yeah. we're we're like in it right now i thought the reveal of all of that was actually really cool in the beginning of the movie it was a little mysterious to start off yeah um yeah i think it does a good job of establishing the rules of this universe and what you should do should do and not do which I'm going to say felt very similar to um, what the fuck was that movie with um, Jesse Eisenberg? Oh, Zombieland. Zombieland. Yeah. 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 It's like like a humorless Zombieland. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Zombieland came out after this though, right? Well, you got to remember that Carriers was originally made in 2006. Okay. And then wasn't released until three years later. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
because I do see your Zombie Land came out in two thousand and nine, which was yep. when this movie came re- or yep. was released. But yeah, um, but yeah, a part of me was like, "You fucking ripping off Zombie Land," but I guess Zombie Land was ripping off Carriers this whole time. Uh, I mean, the, the rules were a little different in those in both of the movies. I can yeah, think. yeah. The zombies were different too, for sure. Although we're, th- this isn't really a zombie movie, is it? No, it's, there are no zombies at all, other than no. that one guy still alive, but he's not like come back from the dead or anything. No, it's more like well, pandemic, yeah. Which I guess zombies really are a pandemic at their core, but yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, this movie, I, I mean, I'll say this much: I did not like this as much as the other movie in our double feature this week. But um, I think there's some interesting things that they do in it. Uh, you know, like Chris, Chris Pine really is a good, good like old fashioned asshole in this. Like, you know, he's not trying to be politically correct. He's not trying to like, you know, be nice guy half the time. He's just a real dick through most of this movie. I mean, in fact, a lot yeah. of the characters are pretty unlikable in this, but him especially. Yeah, the Kate. I didn't like Kate either. She she was like very, she was very quick to like, yep, yeah, just leave her behind. Yep, we got to kill him. <laughs> yep, we blah blah blah. And I'm like, chill, Kate, chill for two seconds. Yeah. Um, but like with with um Chris Pine's character, you it, you don't really realize till the end to what he's been through. But like if you were to to like just list off everything that he's been through yes he's an asshole and i have a lot of things i can say about his character because i just wanted to like take him by the neck at some points and be like fuck you but he i mean first he worked that job where he was burying people alive literally burying people alive so he's definitely dealing with some sort of ptsd from that because i mean he brings it up later on in the movie so he's obviously still not over it um, and then it's, well, you, you learn that last, but the, you learn a little bit before that, that he had also left his parents behind, mm-hmm. um, his parents, it, it seems like they were, were they sick? I don't know if it actually gets explained, but it's like him and his brother and Chris Pine's girlfriend and then Kate, who I don't like, um, mm. and him and his brother left their parents at their house. And I guess the brother thought that they were dead because Chris Pine told him they were dead, but they weren't dead. So he has also left his parents alive behind to go on this trip, I guess, and try and save him and his brother. So I just feel like he's got a lot of baggage, and he doesn't deal with it well, and he doesn't really make that many great decisions sometimes. He yells at a lot of people, and he shoots a lot of people when he doesn't need to. Mm-hmm. But it's it's... I guess looking back, it is a little more understandable considering he's going through probably an intense amount of trauma. Um, Whereas I don't know what Kate's story is. (laughs) She's still, she's trying to get a hold of her parents and I don't know what her other motivation is. She's just kind of, we never even really learned why she's there. Like, yeah, which is, I thought maybe that was going to be like a reveal at some point or a, a thing at some point, but so yeah i don't know there were some parts of this movie that i liked with some characters but then uh, some parts felt a little tacked on so anyways Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um yeah uh what was the first time we all watched this movie uh when i was working at the video store when it came out 
Okay. Um, because it, I don't think it got a theatrical release in Canada mm-hmm. at all. That makes sense. Um, and this is pre. This is pre Star Trek, isn't it? Or e- roughly around Star Trek time? Yeah, I think Star Trek came out the same year. I want to say. Yeah, so I think this is this is early in the the we know who Chris Pine is. Um, yeah. Although I will say that I was like, hey, he was one of the tremors in um, Smoking Aces. He's the lead go. tremor brother. And I fucking love Smoking Aces. Like, that movie is so much fun. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I guaranteed I was into this one because of Lou Taylor Pucci. Mm. Who, who I, just, I just think is so great. Oh, yeah, Smoking Aces was 2006. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I'd already known who Chris Pine was because of that and Bottle Shock. Um, but, I, I mean, yeah, Christopher Maloney, I didn't know was in the movie before um, I'd watched it. I think, I, yeah, I just watched it on Lou alone. Um, and, I, I mean, I dug it. It's 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 like a... It, it was like a middling movie that I, I thought was good. I, I bought it, uh, the previously viewed one that... I bought it, so I do own it in my collection. That's how I watched it again. Oh, nice. Um, and I, I feel like um, the uh, the brothers that made this one, um, the Pastors, mm-hmm. they have such an interesting trajectory in their writing, and I just wish that they were just more consistent in putting stuff out. Mm. Yeah. So looking at their filmography, it seems like they just make movies whenever they like want. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. And, and and a lot of what they write gets adapted more because they did that Ryan Reynolds body switch movie Selfless. Okay. So Okay. Yeah, they're just very inconsistent in which in releasing stuff, I guess that it's just not a big deal to them. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the first time I watched this was, like, maybe a few months. Well, like, I'd say, like, nine months to a year ago or so. Um, on our other podcast, Three Angry Nerds, we do, like, a movie club. It's kind of like book club. We just talk about a movie each week, and we cover this movie on an episode. And I was like, okay, well, time, time to watch Chris Pine. And I was like, eh. And then I rewatched it again, and I'm still like, uh, <laughs> nothing's changed I don't know I think this movie's okay I don't think I think it just is so middle of the road for me like mm-hmm. I don't know it's it's not bad but there's just nothing about it that really screams exceptional to me yeah well there's nothing about it that you could even be like oh you haven't seen Carriers you should really see Carriers I don't think that there's anything about this movie that's, that's sellable yeah well, what this movie really needed was a real good twist ending, I think. Yeah, or any sort of deviation. Yeah. I mean, e- like, you can telegraph every single, like, big thing that happens, every separate infection that happens. I mean, the most in- shocking thing, I, I think, is when, um, was it Brian? That's yeah, Chris the Pine. brother? When he kills those two women for their gas. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes, I think that's the biggest shock of the film. Yeah. yeah. When he's he's just in like full on breakdown mode by that point because he's just yeah. 
partner behind just left her on her own to die. Chris oh, Pine. Girl. I mean, I get it that it's Piper Parabo and you could just leave her behind. Fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's like, oh man, that's so harsh. We can, so we can harsh. just leave her be. This she's, is co she's coyote ugly. You can just leave her behind. <laughs> this entire movie is basically one downer after another. Just yeah. like, yeah. okay, we're gonna we're gonna leave the dad and the daughter now. Sorry, we're not gonna help. Like they helped them a little bit, which was, you know, that was all right. I'm glad that they at least got them there. But then they're like, all right, bye. We're just gonna abandon you. And then Poor as soon Sabrina. as Sabrina, as soon as they find out that what's her face, I don't even remember her character's name now. Bob Bobby. No, mm -hmm. I don't remember if that was maybe that was Bobby? it. Yeah, um, Bravo is Bobby. Yeah, 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 Bobby. As soon yeah. as they find out Bobby's infected, they're like, "Right, we got to deal with her now." And it's like, "Holy, these people! Some they're just like, it's so easy for them to make all these decisions to leave yeah. these people behind." And I just can't tell if that's just what it would actually be like in the world where mm -hmm. you're, if everything's infected, or if that is not reality. I feel like I would have a much harder time with that kind of stuff, but. Who knows? Their emotionality is blunted entirely. Yeah, yeah but it, it, in like a kind of strange way that doesn't necessarily feel... I don't know. I don't know. It just feels like they do that very, very frequently in this movie where they're just mm -hmm. like, fuck it, we're going to kill these people or we're going to leave them behind because fuck it, uh, we need to survive. And I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't think you always need to be doing that to to survive but yeah, maybe in this that. maybe in this scenario it's different but yeah that that when he pulls out the gun and he shoots those religious women in the car even when they were that was an exact replica of what happened to them earlier they were in the, even in the exact same car as the dad and his daughter were in pulled into the center of the road they get out of the car asking for gas just like the dad did and yet those two women don't get out of that scenario when they did so it's yeah it's very interesting to kind of see that play out that way too um but at that point in the movie chris pine is yeah his character is just in full breakdown at that point so what you, when you give when you give a, a a mad guy a gun sometimes that's what happens mm -hmm. what this movie really needed was like a josh gad type like some kind of comedic relief that like you can kill off relatively early in the movie like yeah there's there's like four like good looking people and a car and Christopher Maloney and his daughter and I'm like this is like uh there's just it just felt oddly a little too perfect like yeah give me Josh Gad and I don't know maybe he goes to help somebody and then gets infected and then you have to leave leave him behind it, I don't know it just felt a little, like like it's like yeah let's just make this the best looking group of people we can find i'm like yeah i like hell you know, even make the dad gilbert Gottfried or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you know if only the daughter could have made a deal with baphomet and found her boyfriend harvey everything would have been okay <laughs> what i'm saying is i don't want josh gad to get an infectious disease in the movie <laughs> pretty sure he did um little monsters no I rewatched with, uh, with uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, it's a zombie movie with Josh Gad. I did rewatch Pixels the other day. Don't ask oh, me why. why. Yeah. yeah, why have you watched that? The first <laughs> that was time? my first question. <laughs> I no the first the first time we I, well at least the first time I watched it was to review it and f fuck man. Yeah, that's understandable, I guess. But in any other context, I 
why you would watch that movie. No. I, I was to see Peter Dinklage's mullet. I was really high, <laughs> and Netflix has this play anything feature. So oh, they'll yeah. just put on random, and I was like, let's just fucking go for it. Let's see what it chooses. And it chose Pixels, and I was super high, and I'm like, fuck it, let's stick around for this. Josh Gad fucks Kubert in that movie. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the actual fuck? Kubert like, sexual? So I want to imagine he got something from fucking Kubert because there's no way. You know what's so immediately frustrating about Pixels is <laughs> like the immediate things. setup of a love interest for, for Adam Sandler like within the first two minutes of the movie and it's so clunky and awful that you're just like, this is what I'm in for, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Didn't he also completely rip that movie off mm-hmm. sue them for it? Because that's what I heard yep. too. And yeah. Sony, Sony, Amy Pascal and, and, and Sony stole that idea. Wonderful. And then gave yep. it to somebody who can't make movies. Yeah. yeah Although, it was, oh, it was Chris Columbus? Yeah. Pretty Although, sure. I did, I will say, I did rewatch, this is a real big tangent, but I did rewatch, I was like, ah, what's a good happy madison production i rewatched um dirty work and uh, oh hell yeah i know uh what's his name said that he'll give you if you own a copy of that movie he'll give you your money back but that movie's just too it's stupid but it's incredibly funny Mm -hmm. anyways yeah gotta talk about something because carriers is not that exciting to talk about but I mean, not to say it's a terrible movie. It just no. it just isn't that interesting, especially to break it down as well. I yeah. think it it becomes even less interesting. Like, this is like us trying to break down a Big Mac. Like you're like it's it's a Big Mac. You got your meat yeah. I mean, it's got you know three buns and a couple of patties and some cheese and stuff. Like it's yeah, here are the you... things in it, and that's what it is. Yeah. And then you eat it, and you're like, all right, great. I've eaten a Big Mac, and now I feel kind of gross afterwards. <laughs> Even at the end, the characters are basically like, meh. And, well, there's yeah. no, like, there's no story payoff for anything. No. Because even yeah. at the end, yeah, his brother's like, great, now I'm here and I'm alone. And it's like, I have Whoa. memories of good times and now it's bad times, meh. Yeah. So it's like, what was the whole point of watching you on your journey? You didn't even get anywhere. You're just here with some total stranger who you, it doesn't even seem like you like because you've been through all this shit together. Yeah. Everyone else is dead. Like... It's well, I don't understand what I'm supposed to kind of get out of this other than people are shit. Like, yeah. that's kind of how I feel because all these people were kind of shitty to each other. And in the end, they're alone. Is that the message that if you if yeah. you tell everyone you're going to wind up alone? Because I guess that's maybe a good message. But anyways, yeah, I just, I just don't I don't get what the the the. Uh, I like I feel like there needs to be some other kind of purpose and and we like even with those other characters that we saw um when they were at the was it a, the golf resort or something like that mm-hmm. like we saw those characters very very briefly and then they never come back and then yeah. it just doesn't seem like they really had a point other than to be there to give our characters something else to do because where else are they going like I don't know I just yeah, I just, yeah. again I think this movie really could have done with a big twist ending something that really left you with like a whoa and it doesn't it just has this like eh all throughout it and it never yeah. really punctuates itself to make it interesting or fun or anything like that so yeah yeah, yeah. like make make kate patient zero or something like that you know yeah. like give give kate something else to do other than just 
be there and be bitchy to people sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. Give her something to do aside from just mere existing. Um, yeah, what if she was Sharon Carter in that too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the reference episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh no and and now i'm thinking back to there was that whole scene where she's staring longingly at a phone and then she walks past and it's like uh babe is that supposed to resolve that whole thing for her uh anyways i, I could probably keep ranting about this forever yeah i i get the feeling uh <laughs> I, I i yeah it's just yeah yeah so we do have a couple emails about this movie um oh interesting yeah you know what i was i'm not gonna lie i was surprised we got more emails about carriers than we did 28 days later because I would have thought I'm would have been, baffled by that. That should have been the other way around. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't know. You people are weird. Uh, <laughs> Julian says, there are things in my fridge that have aged better than this film. But him. Uh, that's a good one. Clean I like out that. your fridge. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't cleaned out your fridge since 2009 or 2006? <laughs> Yeah, I th- probably yeah. got some carriers in your fridge. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> it's like it reminds me of like, well, this was when I was much younger, and you don't know these things, but like, I left some raw chicken in a container, and like, it was in there for like over a year, and I opened up the oh container to be like, this is bad, but I opened it up, and the smell was so bad, I threw up and gagged for like at least a solid hour. It was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, at that point, just check the whole container. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't even want it. <laughs> that's I, that's, that was like I was like I think it was like twenty two or twenty one at the time, and you just don't know better. You're like Chris Pine in this movie. You're a complete idiot. <laughs> um, cool. Kyle says, "Old Hill, Chris Maloney, hottest of all the dads, even in a pandemic movie." Yeah, yeah. He was hot dad in this. Sure. I choose sure. to believe that he survives, and maybe potentially not his daughter, unfortunately. But oh, I yeah, choose no. to believe that hot dad survives. Yeah. I mean, or little Chipka. I like to believe that he was—he had some level of immunity, kept him alive. Maybe, although Chris Pine's character thought he did too, and we all know how that turned out. <laughs> yeah, he definitely didn't have immunity. Definitely not to a bullet, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, best line in this movie. Uh, I had sometimes life is just a painful form of death. That one was really good. That was the doctor when they were in the, I think it was a school technically, but when he had those kids and he was essentially going to give them poison so yeah. that they wouldn't yeah. have, like prolong their terrible deaths. Because that's definitely what this movie seemed to establish is that you are technically still alive while the disease ravages your body for mm-hmm. some of it, right? And it's yeah. just, it seems like just torture. So maybe the arguably the most interesting part of the film. Yeah, and yeah. and they don't really explore it that much. No, like they briefly is. touch it, and it's just so frustrating because that would it, like they really could have played more into that instead of leaving all these characters behind. They could have actually used those characters to have some sort of emotional scene, some sort of like information about the like. There could have been so much more there, and there just wasn't. It's so frustrating. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was my favorite line because it was just like, oof. Yeah, that's 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 true. I personally like the that's what you get for living in a condom, man. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. As a Chris Pine line, who I feel like doesn't have the strongest lines in the movie. No. Um 
No, his best lines That's are a good one. the snark for sure. His best yeah. lines are the snark. Even and though he's being a dick the whole time and you're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm reading now in the trivia section of IMDb. Apparently Paramount was like sitting on this film for three years. They only released it after Star Trek came out. So, so like, if Star Trek wasn't successful, were they just never going to release it? Like, that's so. my confusion about this whole thing is, like, nobody else in this movie has any, like, like yeah. any push to it whatsoever. Yeah. But because Chris Pine had some success with Star Trek, they're like, oh, we can finally do this. Now. <laughs> that's what bothers me about the studio system and the fact that they shelve movies so fucking much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, there's it's movies like, that, like... They're so old, and you can tell that when you they come out, like they have a dated feel, and you're like, "This is, feels weird," but it's not the filmmaker's fault. It's just the studio was sitting on that movie for like however yeah. long. Yeah. Well, it's like, and sometimes it's to a detriment, like, mm -hmm. like, or like they were sitting on a script for so long, like that Denzel Washington Rami Malek movie, The Little Things. You can tell that yeah. movie was written in the early '90s. Yeah. Because by that point, this point, all the beats in the movie are so contrived and been there, done that, that there's nothing left to it that's any sort of original whatsoever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. And and this movie, like, obviously I've been harping on it a lot, its story and character shit. But in general, that seems so unfair to this movie that it might have not come out because it's not a terrible movie. No. Like, it's, it's still decent to sit down and watch if you yeah. want something, especially something about infectious diseases and pandemics and stuff like it's not bad it's got some frustrating moments where you want to like yell at the characters but mm -hmm. but yeah that just seems so unfair to this movie that and the other characters in this movie because like yeah the brother character i did like um yeah. bobby's character for what she was for <laughs> you know her untimely well i mean you don't even get to see her death but for what she was i liked her character too so it was just that's kind of frustrating but mm -hmm. oh well. i mean if anyone's named bobby they probably you, you can make some assumptions about that character <laughs> and arguably she's the emotional center to the movie too yeah she's she's, she's kind the of the only one, one that, that she's the only one that tries to make any connections outside mm -hmm. of the four of them yeah. or like take care of anyone else yeah. like as soon as she's gone everyone's just like all right guess on my own then yeah when it's like oh my god just look in front of you at the three like the two other people around you hello Hello, people. Well, Anyways. And it's and it, it, like what her exit out of the movie is argue, is really the time where the filmmakers are being like, well, now nobody cares about anything anymore. So I don't know why you should care. Yeah. Yeah. Which is exactly how you I mean, I mean, maybe that's how they want it to work. But like, I definitely still cared about a couple characters and then they just play it off like it's not a big deal and this is just the way that it works. And now we're mm -hmm. just here on this beach. Great. We're on a beach great you're on a beach i don't yeah maybe i don't care anymore i guess yeah yeah right this is actually making me angry like talking about this movie now <laughs> guys yeah that's uh that's how it goes okay um best performance i went with chris maloney i don't know yeah like, i i agree actually and not like he's the greatest in this but he's better than most of the others in this like he wins by a hair, and I feel bad because Chris Maloney's great. But yeah, even this is not his top performance by a long shot. Like this is probably like I'd say in the lower forty percent of his performances. I'd say, but yeah, yeah. I would say that the brother Lou Taylor Pucci too. He he was pretty good in this. He he also kind of had a an um that 
kind of struck in some instances, even though he really seemed to like he was kind of flip floppy in mm. terms of his actual character. But yeah, um, he was good too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, Steve, you're going with Chris Maloney as well. Yes, sir. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Always Most compelling, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, we should have followed the story of the dad and the daughter instead. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Chris Pine now is a great actor, and mm-hmm. you know, has kind of come into his own. But if we're talking like, yeah, this this time period at least, it's like you can tell he's got a ways to go before he gets to like Hell or High Water, which is fucking my favorite of his movies that he's been in. But definitely not Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. That's for sure. Um. <laughs> All right. Um. Best kill. There's not a whole lot of kills guess, in this. No, they're not really. I guess the two ladies. I I don't know. I'll say Chris yeah. Pine. <laughs> yeah. Chris Pine gets shot at the end. Sure. Why not? That elicited a mild reaction from me. Um, also when they are, they have the fire on the side of the road and that trucker comes up and kills that other guy. And oh, another yeah. thing that never, ever gets brought up again. We never learn anything about. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, that was kind of, that was freaky. Like that was, uh, I thought they were going to linger on a little longer because I actually felt some tension there being like, oh my God, is he just going to like come up and murder them or something? But then it just cuts to them driving away. So it's not, it, well, not a big deal. Some guy just got shot, whatever. No big uh, kind of kind of the theme of this movie, I guess. No big deal. They're, they're gonna die. Whatever. Not a big deal. Just forget about it. You're alone. You're alone yeah. and you're sad. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I don't really remember if, how many other kills there were in this movie that we like saw on screen. Unless leaving people behind counts as a kill because we are assuming they're dead. And then I would maybe say Bobby because that was just like, what the fuck? But yeah. I'm assuming that, yeah, if you're leaving someone with very little supplies in that world, you're probably leaving them with the death sentence, but... Yeah, yep. I think I think that's what the the film is implying, is that those people are probably dead, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess Chris Pine. And even then, I don't feel really great choosing him, because it's not like there's a lot to choose from in this movie, but, yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah. Okay. Um... I think it's time to do dumbest decision, and by God, this movie had one of the dumbest decisions I've seen in a movie in a long time. Where you know she's in the car with the little girl, the little girl's coughing, having a bit of a fit, and she decides to remove the plastic tape protecting them and helps the kid, and gets coughed on. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, this is the dumbest thing. Like. What is wrong with you? What are you doing? Oh my gosh, it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it was like one of those kind of character flaws for character empathy in this movie. She has to be the one to help the daughter when the daughter's like choking. But yeah, I, yeah, at the same time, it's like she has a deadly disease and it seems like the, the general gist is that if you have the disease, you're going to die anyways. Yeah. So as heartless as it sounds to just be like to let her go through what she's going through mm-hmm. it's like yeah it, it did seem a little dumb to i mean maybe just put your arm through the tape or something or like yeah. try and uh, coach her like put something over top of yourself like there was just a lot of removing of protection there that 
took it a step too far and i feel like she could have been safer about it and just like panicked and chose not to but yeah oh well oh, oh well. well can't fix stupid i mean that's why you have that decision is for moments like that where you're like what are you doing oh mm. my gosh yeah what about you steve do you have a dumbest decision just so much bobby just so much Bobby. <laughs> just Bobby. I, I mean, they did essentially like we're we're like I said before, she's supposed to be the emotional center of the movie, but she's also the stupidity of the film too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's it I think it muddies the message. Yeah. Um Yeah. Especially if we're we're supposed to feel that sympathy, right? But like if she's already being such a fuck up and endangered them anyways, like I don't know, it's such a it's such a crappy dichotomy. Yeah. Yeah. I know, and it's kind of what just makes you feel like, eh, at the end. Like, what mm-hmm. was the point of all of yep. this? Why did you show us all of this? Mm-hmm. Why are these characters, like, they're just average characters that we don't really end up mm-hmm. caring about because they're just exactly. sad and lonely in the end anyways. Yeah. All of them, every single one, sad and alone. Yeah, I, yeah, it's just, this movie just really just, I don't know. It's just sad, but in like not in a, I was gonna say not in a fun way, but like not in not an a, entertaining way. There you go. Yeah, That's, not a, not in a satisfying way that I, you go, ah, oh, hmm, yes. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, um, cool. Uh, yeah, I think it's time to rate this movie. Put it out of its misery. <laughs> what's everyone thinking for a score i'm not gonna go like i'm not gonna like decimate it i'll say about a six and a half because okay. it's not a bad movie it just seems to undermine itself quite a bit right yeah yeah i almost i i'm gonna copy steve's exact score because i feel like a six is a little too low but seven is giving a little credit so i might also do a 6.5 because that feels right i mean it's not a bad movie like it's something that you could put on and probably still enjoy if you don't think too much about the what the characters are doing and you just want to see a movie about what would happen in a situation like this because i'm sure realistically scenarios like this would happen if like you know people leaving each other behind and yeah. and having having to make those decisions but in terms of a movie it's just very frustrating so 6.5 for me is yeah yeah i'll give it a six uh yeah, so pretty close to you two. I think, yeah, it's just, it's very aggressively mediocre. And there's just, and what I don't get is it's it's playing in a genre in a wheelhouse where you can take some risk and it just doesn't take any, which is what baffles me the most. Like, horror is a genre where you should be trying things that other, people's haven't, or other people haven't tried yet. Like, so when you do something that plays it safe, it's almost like why make this movie? Like you you make a movie that you can take like hypothetically you can take a ton of risks and then you just make something as aggressively mediocre as you do. It's just baffling. So mm-hmm. yeah. Also, wow, I'm so done watching women are basically kidnapped to be baby slaves for the future. I'm I'm done with that. That happened in yeah. both of these movies. It happened in both of these movies and there was a moment where I was like, wow, I guess in real life people would actually be thinking that kind of way, wouldn't they? And I was like a whole new whole 
watched mm. over me. So, you know, that was great. I'm, I'm done with that for the next little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's just like a subplot in movies. We can just drop all together. Anyway. Yeah. Cool. All right, Steve, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Steve Dead. I'm also on Letterboxd under the same. And uh, you can find my website, stevestebbing.ca. And I'm on the shift with Shane Hewitt every Thursday is at 11 p.m. And I do a little piece on the Jazz Joe Hall show on CKNW on Fridays in Vancouver. Nice. Taylor, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, Instagram and Twitch. Uh, my username is Um I usually stream day evenings. And every once in a while I do a random stream if I want to do something else too. And I anything else I'll post about on my blog, which is circeanic.home.blog. Nice. Yeah, I'm over at threeingernerds.com. Uh, by the time this is out, I should have reviews up for Dune, Last Night in Soho, and The French Dispatch. So, exciting. It's a good week. Yeah. Uh, well, on paper, it's a good week. We'll see. Mm. <laughs> I feel like Last Night in Soho will be good. Uh, French Dispatch will be good. I'm still a little on the fence with Dune. Because I've mm-hmm. heard that the movie abruptly ends. Yeah, that's what I heard too. I'm not a fan of that. Like, I actually <laughs> felt like Halloween Kills didn't do it as bad as I was expecting based on what I was hearing. But we'll see. I really hope that's not a trend with movies now where, oh, we're going to cut halfway through the story. So we don't actually need to have a satisfying conclusion to this movie. Because we'll wrap it up in the next movie. Like, yeah. I hope that's not how things start going. I mean, we got that back in the day with like matrix reloaded and revolutions and it was such a controversial mm-hmm. thing that like they kind of stopped doing it for a while i mean i guess lord of the rings did it as well but at least that you kind of knew going in there was that expectation because of mm-hmm. the books and all that but yeah, yeah even with those matrix movies though with even without that they probably wouldn't have been that great anyway so to me it's <laughs> not like a huge loss you know no no but, uh, but yeah that was like the big example i remember of like movies just ending and being like see you in a year and you're like no i want to see you now <laughs> like just <laughs> what are we doing um but uh yeah uh next uh recording we've got a double feature of peter jackson the frighteners and brain dead so that should be good Ooh. yeah yeah I'm recording that on halloween proper so that'll be that'll be nice, nice. Ooh, even though it's a podcast i'm gonna dress up <laughs> that we do without video yeah 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 that's okay um i will be the only one who will see but i will still know <laughs> i can guarantee you that i'll be hung over for that episode so that'll be fun um, oh perfect but you know what say la vie i think that works for a halloween episode though yeah mm-hmm. i think so yeah okay well until next time everybody bye for now